Hello and welcome to Stormboy Speaks. On today's episode, we're going to talk about our spiritual intuition that I particularly have had, um, which relates to a number of principles that we've talked about in the past um, and some things we obviously haven't talked about either. Um, this is the notion of who owns your soul. Uh, and this obviously is a strange question, but given the amount of ideologies of different religions on the planet, there's certainly something that people have a great deal of belief in across the world. So <clears throat> let's take for a starting point this idea of the soul. Well, first of all, we know from previous episodes that when we've talked about that, as far as we're concerned in, in, in our um, studies, what we've seen is that in a scientific and spiritual realization, we know on the deepest level that there is one force, Star Wars-esque, we've talked about that, the field of all things. And this constitutes all things that exist and everything that exists vibrates at different uh, speeds if you want to think of it that way and as a consequence gives rise to things people beings um, higher spiritual dimensional states lower spiritual states basically the plethora of um, different experiences that we are able to have as beings is simply this source this field giving rise to all things and it is one thing in reality so this is our start point now as aspects of that field, we have this idea, and it's been, I think, perhaps mistakenly put in lots of ways, I've said before, um, that we tend to separate this idea of the spirit completely from the body. Well, I, I, that, does that make some sense? Yeah, of course. Um, you will leave the body behind if you die, and you will continue. That's definitely the case. However, um, whilst it is the case, it is still going to continue to be part of the source your body will then become part of the earth and so on and so forth and part of the matter sources and continue in a lower vibrational energy state because your body is a lower vibrational energy state of you isn't it in the same way the higher vibrational states of you i.e your higher self or your spirit or your your mental self whichever way we want to look at it will continue to exist in a higher realm, i.e. this idea of uh, carrying on to another world. And often this, this idea is what people think of as going to heaven, right? <clears throat> now, that's an important point. Again, we've covered this before, but we know from our ancient study of the Sumerian tablets and all the ancient traditions across the world that actually the idea of heaven was the word that was given for the planet itself, Nibiru. That was the planet that the gods, the Anunnaki Sumerian gods, specifically Anu, Enlil, and Enki, the three main gods, um, originated from. And so the whole idea was that you had loads of, uh, you know, places, for instance, back in time, Jerusalem and uh, was one of those places, the Dome of the Rock, in fact, as was this place, Baalbek, which you can see to this day has huge trilithon stones that weigh hundreds of tons and cannot be moved by modern cranes and yet were placed halfway up, back to back, in a building called um, the Temple of Apollo today. Well, those references were called 
um, the Bond Heaven Earth. They were referencing space-related ports that apparently were used where the gods went from the Earth to Heaven, i.e. Nibiru. So this is the the confusing, as I say, the, the correlate. This correlation between the actual physical realities that happened with the gods and the spiritual teachings and we've talked about this many times before but so we have and again we've, we've seen this you know in the spiritual traditions what are the spiritual traditions that were taught we know that the real spiritual traditions about the creator source about the field of all things were known by the Anunnaki gods they were kept in the mystery school traditions and they were passed on as we said before to specific lineages the priest caste and their um, offspring that were often the offspring of them plus as they were called the children of men um, you know uh, which of course were the children they had with um, with women uh, real you know human women not goddesses so the idea then was that knowledge was passed on um, <clears throat> and that's deep spiritual knowledge that was kept relatively quiet as we said it then got passed down and became pagan knowledge amongst other things and listed as you know being negative because if it was either in the mystery schools they kept it to themselves and if it wasn't and they got out they you know wanted it to seem negative and bad so that you couldn't utilize it so it became pagan or it became witchcraft so that you couldn't use it this is the idea so from there what we have is um to get back to the idea of the soul is uh in in some of the teaching of the, of the ancient um mystery schools so one of them is the emerald tablets now basically it's very likely that it's Enki's son one of Enki's sons Thoth who was also known in Greek tradition as Hermes Trismegistus three times great Hermes is all that means um, whose symbol to this day uh, as I've said before is uh, seen everywhere it is the caduceus the two snake symbols around a rod it is seen on all medical paraphernalia across the Western world it is seen on many buildings and you can see often um, models of Hermes who will often be told to be uh, Eros or they'll say this sort of thing it's like no that's Hermes Hermes is also Mercury um, in the Roman tradition I think so they'll often say well you know oh no it's a different god because they want to cover that that track but that's what they're referencing and it's because he's the ancient god of their knowledge and they want to worship him and honor him because the mystery school knowledge came from him to all higher levels of knowledge in among um, all brotherhoods and uh, Masonic traditions know this uh, so in his work the Emerald Tablets what you had is a very interesting set of of, of, of information now there's nothing particularly negative in his teachings it's all very positive um, except that perhaps I'd say that I've mentioned before he said keep it to yourself you know keep it secret we don't want the barbarians knowing and as I've pointed out before why you know it doesn't really matter that barbarians they're not gonna really do much with it let's be honest but um, as part of that knowledge one of the things that he says in the Emerald Tablets which is extremely interesting is he says he talks about how the Anunnaki lived for um, or he and his you know descendants lived from for uh, hundreds of years but he's lived for thousands of years in the tradition right 
So what he says is that after a number of hundred of years, hundred years, he um, changed bodies. Now he doesn't explain exactly why that was necessary and how they lasted hundreds of years or whatever. But the bottom line is, he says they changed. He changed bodies a number of times. The idea being this. Now, if our souls take on different bodies, is he saying that? Well, not quite. He's he's saying basically that he has kept the same personality self. This is an important point because it's only the, the only way in which the idea is that you can keep that personality self exactly the same from lifetime to lifetime. You'll have similar traits and you'll be a very similar person perhaps, but you're not the same you know, exact personality. This is the idea um, in most spiritual traditions of reincarnation. However, um, in, in this tradition, what he's saying is it's exactly him, it's his personality, it's just a different body. Now, this is very similar to the idea in, um, in uh, uh, voodoo culture, and it's something called the T-Bon Singe, the, which means something like the little angel, right? Now, there's this idea that you, if you can capture that T-Bon Singe, that essence of the soul, after death, immediately after death, you can somehow trap it in another body. Now, this usually involves some sort of sacrificial element, and there are many things, and I would say that the film Angel Heart is probably referencing this in a deep way. It also makes me think about certain uh, royal family members who died on very specific days, apparently, which seems very odd, um, <coughs> and may have been seeking to do the same. So, I don't know, that's just a suggestion. But the bottom line is, he goes into that in great detail. Now, as we know, in the general idea of our souls, as we were the, the general populace's soul, the idea would be that you would die and your soul would return to the astral realm, let's say. Or, you know, in, in religious culture, it would be heaven and hell, right? Okay, and we're going to discuss that. But, so, <clears throat> if we talk about it in the realistic uh, as I would say, mystery school realm versus a high-level spiritual realm as well. The idea is that you'd add, you'd enter the astral realm, your body would become part of the matter of the earth, your spiritual self would return to a pure form of your um, personality, but not the personality you have now. Now, the thing is, from here, what would happen? Well, here's the thing. In this lifetime, everybody goes around, and this is the main point here, um, on death, especially in Western culture, obviously, in Christianity, uh, people, obviously, um, they, they, they promise themselves, as it were, and they pledge themselves to God, right? Or, you know, if they're satanists or whatever they place themselves to the devil or to, to lucifer right well we've been through those points before but we'll readdress that so what is happening then well this is the point is do they then go into the astral realm the same and just get on with it and everything's fine and blah 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 yeah it's certainly arguable i have no idea but the bottom line is here's here's an important point Word spells are exactly that. Every time you repeat the same word, and the powers that be know this, 
uh, hence their use of the word terrorism during you know the bush years um, over and over and over the more you say it, the more you increase its value and its negative or positive effect depending on what it is so you repeat that word so the more you repeat this oh you know I'm oh God save my soul or I give my soul to God or whatever or to Lucifer or whatever or whatever your particular pension is for what you want but the bottom line is you are using a word spell constantly which references your soul your essence of self in connection to who is this in connection to the source of all things well you may think it is but I'm telling you directly it is not and why is it not because it is the Anunnaki lineage as we know we've seen in previous episodes and previous series that have taken this word spell and used it to control the populace with the idea that they are somehow, or at least the, one of the two lineages, the two main lineages we know, Enlil, Yahweh in the Garden of Eden, and, um, and Enki, obviously, um, the snake in the Garden of Eden, in that story, because that's the story of the uh, Enlilites, that's their story. So for them, Yahweh and Enlil, they're the positives. Okay, so because they're seen as positive, uh, his brother Enki is seen as the, 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 the evil one. But then from then on, people have been promising themselves to these beings over and over again, even in Christianity. And this is the biggest, you know, horror story is when a person as great as Jesus of Nazareth would come along and, and make great teachings. And yet people who are followers of his still use that same negative sets of ideologies, giving word spells to the gods. So that, here's my point, that on their death, it is possible, I'm not saying this is the case, but it's certainly very likely, and we'll talk about why in a second, it's certainly very possible that they are giving their souls in some way into a looped type of situation. And I say this because the Anunnaki gods, and Thoth in particular, in his works, talks about the soul and the control of the soul. Look it up, please do. Um, they talk about it in ancient Egypt where they talk about something called the net. And it's, think of it as that. Almost like this idea of a net of souls around the world. Now, how would that work? Well, part of me used to think, oh, that's utter nonsense, it's rubbish. But here's the thing. If I cast my own self into a, onto a planet where, let's say, before I go, I know this is a prison planet, and my goal is to awaken my brothers and sisters to the actual truth of what's happening there so I can reawaken their true spiritual reality and self, and they can be freed from this prison and everybody can rise up together as it were and, and be freed. That's the goal, right? Surely that would be the goal. Now here's the thing, of course, when, we, when we're born, we instantly forget, certainly after the first couple of years when we're inculcated by every amount of worldly knowledge and mundane idiocy that we're fed by the television and our friends and family who don't know any better because they've got past that stage. Right, which is why people should listen to children rather than telling them what to do all the time. Try listening to your children. They know more than you do. Trust me on this. So the thing is, in this instance, it is possible, I'm saying, that through word spell, you have created a loop in this idea of space-time where there's almost like a magnetic field 
which is keeping you entrapped in what Buddha talked about as the cycle of lives. He said, how do you break the cycle of lives? How do you achieve, achieve nirvana? Well, how do you? Well, here's the thing. You have to break any connection, which Buddha certainly did. He didn't have anything to do with the gods at all. One of the very few. And that's an interesting point. So if you break any worship of the gods, if you any worship of this idea of deities, which of course was made up by those deities to make you think that they are the creator source, when in fact, they're just warring brothers, nothing more, two lineages. You're one lineage or you're the other. Devil versus um, versus God. Well, as we know, we've said before, in the Enlight lineage, it's Yahweh, he's the good guy, and Yahweh's brother's the bad guy. He's um, Prometheus. See, he's Prometheus. He's also, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, uh, well, not really Satan, Lucifer, really. Lucifer, the bringer of the light. And there you go. And so the elites will worship Lucifer knowing that for instance he isn't um, you know this 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 evil being he's, he's just a, they don't know what he is probably but but the point is that they worship him for his knowledge and they worship him in a way that suits them because they want negative controlling powers like the gods had so by using these continuous wordings over and over in our lives we are I would argue certainly making extremely likely that we could be trapped into a field of complete um, repeat and repeat and repeat, almost like live, die, repeat, like the film, you know, with Tom Cruise, uh, The Edge of Tomorrow, where you are returning again and again, and your job is to remember as you return, but you've forgotten. And that's it, you forget very quickly, and this is the point, because you forget so quickly, it becomes a nightmare. A repetitive over continuous nightmare um, that you're trying to wake up from and so when you get to that point when you realize wait a second these gods are not gods these gods are just beings who named themselves this and actually there's this force the source of all things and that's all I need to think about and I am that source I'm part of that I'm one with it and it flows through me just like in Star Wars exactly it's a great analogy exactly that when I start to realize that so when we start to realize that um, we are able to some extent to control our own destiny all right so who controls our destiny now as I say we do but because it's a free universe, it's a free world in a way, but it's like in the same way as what they'll do is hide things in plain sight. They're giving you the opportunity to do it, but most of the time you're just bowing, you know, as I say, kneel to nothing, kneel to no one. Um, the creator source doesn't need you to kneel to it. It simply is. It doesn't need that. It's all-powerful, all-knowing. Why well, do not need you to do anything? You have to ask yourself that question when you read stuff in the Bible. Oh, I like this kind of food. Oh, I'm a jealous God. Really? You're a jealous God? What have you got to be jealous for? You are everything. You're all-powerful, all-knowing. How could you be jealous? How could you even be angry? You are everything. You're ultimately powerful. And that's the mistake that, of course, people have made since day one with all religious traditions that involve gods. This is the problem. And yet, it's not surprising because when you see that, you see the gods are like us. Well, yes, they are. They created us. We know this, right? Um, <clears throat> or, you know, ma manipulated the hominoids that were here to, to be uh, more like them. So anyway, from this we can see also in a physiological way, 
There is, uh, if you look at the film They Live, in the film They Live there's a really, really clever bit where at the end where you see that th there's a signal being received by this particular, uh, um, it's like, it's like a, a, a radio transmitter, it's, but it's receiving a signal which of course is vibrating a signal out across the world to keep everybody in a lower vibrational standing. I'd say that's a pretty good analogy and it may be absolutely correct. Um, and there's a, and then you look at other films, and again, it's like that. You look at the Truman Show. What's happening in the Truman Show? What rules the, 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 the play of life, the play of existence in his world is run by the moon. Okay, this is interesting. And what do we know about the moon? We know that it's almost 100% certain that there are operational facilities that have been there since way before the 60s by Russian and American forces and extraterrestrial forces in liaison um, planning off-world projects. I guarantee that. And here's the thing, on the dark side of the moon, and the idea is, oh, we get a full moon, we've, the effects of the moon on, on Earth? Yeah, they're huge. They're huge in many ways. Now, there's been this argument about the effects of the moon on the Earth and on its people, where we look at what happens during full moons, you know, people go mad and, you know, you, the police tell you about this all the time. There's more murders, there's more crimes during those times. I would argue that that's telling you something and it's very possible that uh, there are electromagnetic signals coming from the moon that help to keep humanity on the planet in a lower vibrational state. All you need to do is affect people's mental state on a general day-to-day -day basis. And there's, it's factually provable that the Russians did that to the Americans in the 50s or 60s, bombarding their east coast with low vibrational radio waves to control the populace. They just didn't do it very well and it didn't have the desired effects they wanted, but it definitely changed the mood of the populace. So bear that in mind and also when we talk about the moon we probably want to think about how very strange an object that is and we look at the fact that for instance just just a very simple off the cuff point first of all um that without the moon uh life on earth would not exist higher life would not exist on earth the moon is exactly what if it wasn't exactly where it is and what it is we wouldn't we wouldn't be here which is amazing but more amazing is if you think that the moon itself revolves at exactly one hundredth the speed that the earth turns on its axis and more more importantly and so much more amazingly um, the moon is exactly 400 times smaller than the sun and precisely 400 times closer to the earth than the sun which is why we get perfect and I mean perfect solar eclipses. Nobody ever really thinks about that, do they? Why is it that the, the Earth, the Moon, sorry, fits perfectly over the Sun when we see it in a solar eclipse? Well, that's why, because of the 400 distance, but the bottom line is the chances of that are, I mean, uh, if you give that to a mathematician, they will show you that the chances of that being, by chance, are trillion to one. It, it just, it's unbelievably unlikely. So we put all these things in, in, in place and we start to think, wait a minute, so it seems as though there may well be some control factors happening to the planet. But my biggest point here overall is who owns our soul? Well, we own our soul, but we've given it away. And we give it away every time we give credence and power 
to the word God because the word God is not what you're using it for and I can't emphasize this enough it's nothing to do with the ideologies of religion being good and, and you know having wholesome ideas they may well do but the ideas have been based upon what they think is the creator source the field of all things this wonderful energy the, the source the force you know but it's not what we need to realize it is word spell word spell that is used to bias the power of these ruling anarchy gods and the historical reference to them in everything that we deal with next time you want to question this pay attention to the world around you how many times you use the word God on a daily basis how many times you say thank God how many times on how many graveyards if you go through a graveyard how many times you know you will see on the graves things like you know um, in honor to you my lord or by whatever it might be but in other words ways that are almost demeaning to humanity as we bow to the Lord like you'd bow to your Lord as a servant the clues in what you're saying there in the same way as a serf bowed to to his master that's exactly the way that humanity was taught to bow to the gods of course to this day that is the way in which this controlling methodology has been used to rule over humanity and to make sure that any reference to the spiritual which they are scared to death that you know about any reference to the true nature of uh, occult knowledge spirituality the source the force the oneness of all things is completely uh, distracted from and instead angled off giving them power because you're referencing the Lord or God who you bow to like a servant right that's how it's been done since the start of humanity's reign on earth if you like and as I say nothing has changed we change that by waking up to the very simple realization of what's around you it's not that difficult to see it's not that difficult to stop doing so notice next time and how much you use for instance you know praise be to God and all this kind of stuff all the time and realize that you are talking about one physiological being that had a particular lineage one king lineage if you want to think of it that way not anything deep and spiritual at all and if you want to reference that instead then praise and pray to the creator source of all things and name it as that or something similar you know the spirit that causes all things to be whatever works for you but definitely do not use those words because you are i guarantee it giving the power to those that you do not wish to and they'll only control you all the more through it until next time i hope that's been informative and i wish you as always truth freedom and balance